Hi Mukesh, uh, thank you for having us over and you know agreeing to share some insights about the journey that you've had, especially around the area of BIM. Uh, so I'm sure you know everybody knows you, but just for you know the viewers' sake, if you could just walk us through a little bit about your journey and career, how you started off in this industry, and you know what all things have you gone through to have reached here now. Yeah. So hi everybody, I'm Mukesh Jaitley, and currently uh, Group CEO for Quality Partner Developers. And Chirag, thank you for you know inviting me and uh, having this chat. And definitely, this topic is something which is uh, dear to my heart about this BIM. And you know, as as they say, the advancement in life should happen, and this is one of the steps we are taking going forward. And uh, it 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 is about time that we ventured into this. As regard my career, you know, I started way back uh, in late eighties. Started as a site civil engineer, and this is where I am right now. and in good old times when we started there was very least machinization in the industry uh, not to say digital and computers were uh, a distant dream at that point of time and here today we are talking of uh, bim right right so so now uh, what are the usual challenges that you face during construction and in your teams face during construction how would you put them you know especially from the areas of design execution handover what are the challenges that you all generally face yeah so apart from uh, you know various other challenges the, uh, the one of the major challenges are the availability on drawings on site on on schedule so that you know the execution schedule doesn't go wrong so in india it's really difficult to get uh, 100% drawings before we start the work and uh, you know that affects uh the quantification that affects the uh, proper budget we go on a thumb rule basis and uh, <coughs> at times <coughs> schedules do go wrong because of the availability of the drawings in time uh from architects from consultants or even you know there are a lot of back and forth which happen between the two teams uh, it takes away the time so drawing is uh, is one of the largest area and and once you have the drawings or once you get those drawings how does it go during construction what challenges do you all face during execution so uh, you know uh, again as i said in good old times uh, <clears throat> we used to work on thumb rule uh, basis the quantification the cost and everything yeah so so having a coordinated drawing a properly quantified uh, quantities and properly quantified uh, budget is uh, is the challenge of course and that has been a challenge uh, ever since and uh, as i said the structures become complicated so mep coordination becomes very prime requirement so even if you are doing a residential building now you know towers going 100 meter plus a lot of mep coordinations are required and rework uh, especially with respect to mep is one area you know which gets addressed uh, by having a proper coordinated drawing how does that actually you know how does it happen at site when you walk into a project generally with the usual traditional methods that we all follow we used to follow maybe a few years ago just to give you example you know if i am using a 2d drawing and i leave out sleeves and everything but actually when i mp guy goes for the actual uh, installation of pipes or other uh, fixtures you know things do go wrong and then you have to get in the business of core cut yeah. which uh, structural consultants have reservations and so on and so forth and so you know you you've been knowing about bim for a very long time i'm sure so where do you feel that it was necessary for you to take those hard decisions about making things happen before you actually got on to bim 
Yeah, you know, uh, let me put it this way, like as, as I grew up the ladder, you know, the responsibility comes on this. So when I was just executing the work, I was not much bothered about the cost or something. My, my focus used to be schedule that achieve the uh, work schedule on time. Now, as you grow up, I go up the ladder, you know, the budgets, you know, the cost uh, is also uh, uh, one area where you have to focus a lot. Now that makes you sit and think, you know, where all we can save time saving time is money and where all we can avoid rework right. where all we can save cost and which is where you know uh, this gives a, a beautiful insight yeah it's all a lot of visibility that you get into the project you know anything uh, if you give it to a layman in a 3d format is easily captured in uh, right in mind uh, you know then then on being 2d or left to imagination now with the advent of having digitized uh, drawings and with them you know i guess uh, those challenges will start get mitigating a you will have proper quantification you will have the drawings which are uh, as good as uh, as built drawings uh, if i put it that way and the details what we get in these drawings uh, are definitely helpful because more so because the construction or the projects are becoming complicated there are various uh, coordinations which are to be required to be done between various verticals of MEP architectural and structural so to say to name the few right you know with this advent of having digitized drawing and the quantification is correct or at least my uh, r0 level budget is uh, too near to the uh, <coughs> what my final budget would be you know plus or minus uh, certain percentages but uh, with a proper coordinated drawing which is coordinated with structural engineer with architecture and MEP engineers uh, you know proper actions are taken right early on yeah right so it's not just having 3d models in the office for people who are designing and capturing the drawings but actually taking it to the site right. for the construction team to view it and yes. for them to respond to uh, you know there are queries that they have about the building absolutely. sometimes not all visible through the drawing so yes yeah absolutely yeah. can you share some examples around how this you know you can see it having an impact on your projects like one recent example you talked about life republic how did that happen on new sector so you know we we started this sector and uh, as i was saying you know it's a large sector you know where we are we have planned out uh, uh, four towers which are going to go rise up to 130 meters and that's the first time uh, happening in uh, the republic uh, the best part is you know we were able to close out the concept very fast so that was the fastest closure of uh, the concept from us now what what the struggle is you know the, we, we got more than two acres of podium which is there at one level which will be used for amenities and then then there are multiple layers of uh, podiums and then these four towers coming up lot of coordination work has to happen now even at the architectural stage when we get into finer things you know about say elevations nooks and corners of the buildings and so on and so forth where it is overlapping and not so those things you know take time and i i, I believe you know this if done in 3d right from the very beginning from the as we are conceptualizing uh, would definitely help in rollout of the at least DD level drawings and uh, GFC comes at a later stage or the it also helps uh, uh, structural consultancy for his framing also you know for example where we need to cut down on the cantilevers or so on so forth or overhangs if any or if they need overlappings of beam or uh, if there is a proper 3D drawing maybe we can uh, do away with certain structural element which can e easily save us the cost and so on and so forth so uh, I guess you know uh, it's about time that we start 
even conceptualizing uh, in uh, 3d format itself and when it comes to detailed engineering and sometimes i have seen that it's the communication between different consultants which becomes too tedious on a 2d drawing platform yeah. everybody is thinking about what is the third dimension going to be like sure. whereas if it was on 3d at the detailed design engineering segment they could have actually visualized right. and communicated faster reducing yeah. that overall time and also you know other other benefit of this is if if i have a 2d drawing or a, even a schematic drawing right at the beginning you know my other team can start the quantification of it start putting some numbers yes. so f- for example if i'm today thinking or if i'm giving out a cost of th- uh, say 3000 rupees a square feet on a construction area it can come to maybe 29 or 2950 and that 50 rupees difference yes. makes a huge difference or if it is going to jump up also then we are you mentally well yeah well in advance so those things you know take time even if i do quantification based on 2d drawings i i can have a range of 5 to 10% plus minus here and there but i think with uh, deriving quantity out of 3d you know that percentage swing can be to maybe 2 or 3% here or there right and that is where you really feel is the advantage of this yeah, whole thing absolutely. so you know the cost is going to be always a, a right. always a prime uh, consideration so you know when you had to actually then go and implement it or had to take the decision to go ahead uh did you face some challenges around people who had a certain viewpoint with bim and how did you think of overcoming that oh plenty you know uh, so uh, ever since i got into uh, knowing about bim and all and through that uh, through the period i would have worked with couple of organizations and uh, you know the challenges from organization to organization differed you know right somebody in the initial period thought this is additional cost why we should be incurring the, uh, that cost somebody were not ready technically to uh, adopt it right. uh, many many organization at some point of time didn't had the capability in terms of software hardware is required for this purpose and the uh, proper resources to uh, get this executed mm-hmm. uh, other organization had the willingness but you know uh, there was nobody to push it so on so forth and i guess in the initial uh, i might be wrong but in the initial stages i also found there was a reluctance from the consultants maybe the architects and uh, the mep consultants and especially structural consultants now for example uh, architects would say you know we are not into making uh, business of making models 3d models we are into business of making plans and we are done with it and uh, all all other things are frills for them and uh, not the core they, part of their not the core part of their business and <clears throat> mep guys were say we are planning you know as per the architectural drawing so what else we can add on to this and so was their structural consultants view and also you know <clears throat> uh, uh, see so when there was uh, no autocad we used to draft out the uh, drawings when the autocad came people learned autocad and then they saw the result and the, there was quick turnaround of the time now with bim and people getting into various other platforms and especially the revit being the com- uh, most common Uh, now getting the resources who are revit trained and revit qualified uh, becomes a little challenge for them because they uh, they come at a little uh, additional cost mm. and then also uh, retention of these uh, staff uh, becomes a uh, difficult so that's why they shy away from you know getting into uh, this kind of uh, arrangement but i guess uh, uh, of late you know everybody has realized that this is the thing to do mm-hmm. and uh, slowly in fact in my office i have told you know any new resources to be uh, hired for in architecture or in design has to have a revit background uh, so that you know uh, he comes with some experience and then uh, that that's get shared with the existing team and that's the culture you are setting yeah, here yeah. trying to set it right
right so you know so we come across questions like what is the investment that you know is required with bim uh, especially like you said when you are in the learning mode you might be investing a little more but eventually how does it kind of you know so let me let me give you example you know when the green building concept started everybody said you know the cost is going up by 10% 15% and so on so forth now today if you ask every product what we use in our building right from dg sets to elevators or anything any product we use the manufacturer itself is manufacturing it in a green way so where is the additional cost going you know you are buying the product which are already green so all you are doing is you know assembling the all the products and creating a building but by default it becomes green so any building if you take today is a can be green certified to a gold standard easily and you put little effort uh, you know it can go to platinum the same way you know uh, my my take on this is when we started okay bim is going to cost me 5 rupees 6 rupees 10 rupees on a square feet extra why should i give that kind of design fee as it is we are struggling now going back to my uh, earlier formula that you know we should do in house we should learn to develop the model and get it uh, to the next level now if you have the in house capability develop now with the millions of square feet as, as i mentioned earlier we, the kind of work yes. we do or kind of work everybody does in millions of square feet you know that 5 rupee would come down to 20 25 paisa square feet or maybe less yes, eventually it's eventually because your software subscriptions and all this will get spread over millions of square feet you might be today doing a single project but then if you if you leverage over the entire portfolio then the cost is nothing really right and that is how you know you can really get a roi from the investment that Absolutely. you're doing on that's good right so uh, you know throw us some light about how the public projects have been adopting bim vis-a-vis how we are seeing the adoption on the private sector but this is good you know when when actually uh, bim started uh, you know its entry into say indian markets and all by that time i guess uh, singapore yes. uh, government you know were Uh, taking all their drawings or the submissions or the approval uh, in 3D format and in model form, and I was happily surprised to know that you know even in India now CPWD railways they accept drawings only which are coordinated and they are being compliant or produced over the Revit format, and uh, even in the smaller uh, geographies and smaller municipalities uh, this thing has come up where especially the public works are done maybe. railway stations or uh, public buildings are done right. uh, the submissions have to happen in uh, in a 3d format 3d 3d format yeah so i guess it's about time you know if they are able to do it in uh, you know where we count uh, every money uh, penny saved is a benefit you know why not take that advantage and get into it and public sector has it's quite complex over there to implement yes, something like yeah. this and if they are doing it i think in a private sector it's yeah, it it's a lot more easier controlled to be able to and i guess you know uh, i am not too sure on this but uh, uh, they should be part of curriculum of the architecturally uh, yes. colleges also they should become the part of this thing right right so uh, there are various approaches one can take to implement bim for a construction company like yours uh, which one do you feel has been most suitable you know you've tr- you must have tried different things what do you find as a suitable one or a most optimum one to adopt 
Oh, you know, in this case, I think uh, I was lucky, and maybe, maybe with the uh, uh, operations background or maybe project background, you know, something struck uh, to me right at the very beginning that it's like you know, if I learn to drive a car and I don't know the mechanics of it, mm-hmm. I would just, just drive and be done with it. But out here, uh, the challenges were different. So I thought you know the best way to uh, th- uh, do go about this is you know, for example, if I get a model made by you, mm-hmm. but if I don't know how to read the the model or how to operate it how to operate it it's not going to help and especially even though i'm not architect but you know i, I deal with uh, external and internal architects so i thought the best way to go about it is to to get a help from a company like you uh, make a model which you make the model along with my team sitting beside you like it's like you hand holding them to create a model right. so while doing that they get uh, the fundamentals uh, clear right. and for the next stage uh, when it goes to say 4d 5d my estimation my uh, scheduling team can also sit along with them they study the model and they are able to read the model right. and the final stage when it goes to the site at least the site should be uh, literate enough to read those models and or answer it. queries for the contractors uh, answer queries for the contractor so the the key mantra in this uh, which i captured uh, right in the beginning is that to get somebody to you make model in front of you along with you mm-hmm. then just getting the model made and uh, so actually it. learning and imbibing yeah. those uh, ideas of what yes. bim talks about or promotes actually experiencing that yourselves is within your team yes so that in future when you're working with external partners like architects and engineering consultants and when they in the future would start doing that you all know how to operate it how to use Absolutely. it how to make the most out of what what is what you're getting so like for example if uh, the team has got sufficient skill set now uh, when whenever we start a new project you know it starts directly on the uh, bim mm-hmm. or 3d yeah. so do you see the use of cad and bim coexisting at some level or do you see the traditional methods being still being used in some part of the design stages or some part of the execution stages and how do you see where do you see bim come in in a realistic sense for a developer i think till about the concept stage i, I guess still traditional uh, models will work or even 2d drawings would work and you know not that uh, everybody is uh, knows the revit and operated on this thing right. and we uh, i guess uh, the promoters or even uh, the old timers uh, at the concept level they would want to see Both everything layouts, on a 2d yeah. level and then uh, for the details it goes on to the uh, next level wherein the team has to get get the model done and right get it executed but till about concept level uh, still 2d uh, would work right uh, it will never go out yeah it will not really go out. so there is no threat to you know <laughs> that bad. bit of you know that one should not learn any more cad is that the case is not really the case so it, it is going to exist coexist probably like we still have a lot of hand sketches yeah, uh, going on, which still use that also much. Time has great architects who still uh, work yes. with sketch pen and butter paper and uh, and it, it's still that love for creativity that can continue that can to happen. Go. Yes. So, so uh, you know, a, a good painter would make still make the painting with brush and all, yes. but then you can digitize his prints for uh, you know thousands of copies. And uh, more or less, it's now becoming the case with architectural construction activities as well. So we have a lot of. Uh, buildings that we uh, you know prototype yeah. and then we mass produce because india has a huge housing demand for especially projects that you all do so that can be kind of multiple yeah. ideas uh, in terms of uh, you know when it comes to bim and the models so that is one part of the beginning of the story yeah. how do you see all of this pan out in the future for you all like what all additional things that you all feel uh, is the now the time to start adopting and you know 
what do you want to venture into i guess you know a very good example would be you know one of our uh, township project which is there where uh, we have a where we roll out at least uh, one and a half million square feet of uh, built space uh, equivalent to about 1500 odd apartments and at any given point of time we have got 2 to 3 million square feet of work in in uh, progress uh, at different uh, stages uh, so standardization it helps a lot you know for example uh, we, we call it uh, as a supermarket of our products now we can say okay my my hig component would have these specs and mig would have these specs and premium product will have these specs we can have specs which are standardized we can have sizes of the rooms standardized we can have height of the floor to floor standardized and so on so forth and generally how my core is going to work uh, can be standardized so this gives a, a set platform to the uh, this can be our brief to our external architects that this is the brief and you work around this so that uh, the churning out of the drawings and the concepts and everything is faster and uh, the hurry to launch is taken care of right and when it comes to execution what new technologies do you find yourselves venturing into what are other platforms or so uh, when it comes to execution you know a uh, lot, lot of things you know I, I still remember starting to work with dumpy level was uh, one of the instrument which was yes. invoked and from there we have come to total stations now if i have a drawings uh, made in cad and everything and if i transfer it to my uh, say total stations yes. my layouts on the side becomes faster easier especially with robotic and yeah. uh, uh, flawless correct especially with robotic total station yes. that we have now yeah yeah, yeah. So that is some areas that you will want to definitely. Sure. And see, uh, apart from this, even now, uh, say even if it is not directly connected to BIM, for example, now doing large surveys uh, of land surveys, if you yes. are able to do it with drone, and then you know right. that, that becomes compatible with 3D, and, yes, and uh, you can is. roll out a, a entire survey topography uh, through that. Right. So like the lidar scanners, yeah. scanning your entire yes. area, and then actually using that 3D scan data to uh, you know design for the future and i remember last few weeks back uh, you had made a presentation about generative design yeah that was so impressive like we are into plotted developments and you know uh, thousands of options coming up and to pick even one or two from that becomes a task but you know that gives the best efficiency what we can derive or the best layouts we can uh, come out of it uh, is definitely help right so, you know, all in all, what would you say would be the do's and don'ts for any other uh, team or professional who wants to get into BIM? What would you tell them, uh, you know, how should they get started? So, uh, do's and don'ts would be, don't, don't would be the first one is don't just get the model made and uh, get stuck with it. Right. You know, if you have to really go about uh, uh, getting into this space is uh, the way to go about is uh, learn to drive uh, with a trainer besides you mm -hmm. make the model yourself and then take it forward and practice and uh, you're, you're there right. but uh, definitely not getting the model made and uh, be done with it right uh, that I would actually uh, suggest for you know uh, say for example if a company doesn't want to hire the architects or they don't want to do in-house design or put uh, this much effort on the design then they can get the model made but other part of uh, the other side of the uh, engineering like your schedule your budgeting your quantification yes. can be definitely you know picked up from there and uh, so that should be in-house that should that, be your core. that should be the core yeah right and that is where you can make the most uh, use of BIM actually to use it for 
you know managing your schedules and cost absolutely right got it any other specially do's that you would suggest you know people to get on to with it a lot of people who are still probably on the fence they don't know where to get started or no i guess you know suppose you know uh, today if i am an architect and if i don't know uh, even a, a basic uh, 2d autocad i am absolute so right. i guess it's about time that people get on to this wagon and uh, uh, get literate uh, about the, the whole uh, new digitization wave and uh, be relevant right do you see the industry transforming with the use of these kind of technologies especially on the design execution side which has you no know, usually technology adoption happens a lot on the site with different materials yeah and this is a technology platform which is not of that nature but really at the office nature so do you see technologies like these are transforming the industry in a different way no so you know when when autocad came into vogue and now even site people uh, for example you know we don't roll out hard copies anymore to the site it is more on the uh, you know autocad and even site people you know use the computers to read out this and small sketches are uh, i mean the small prints are taken for a relative detail and uh, given on site otherwise you know everybody is uh, gone digital on this for sure uh, so this is this is going to go ahead only right. in that way right Great! Thank you so much for sharing all of this insight. This was really helpful, and I'm sure it's going to help a lot of other people. Sure. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you.